I just happened to like the, the, the goal wasn't to see Mike today. Like I well, other than for a brief moment, I was gonna drop something off at Mike's house. I called him. No one ever needs to, to see me. To see where if he was home. And he happened to be near me, so I ended up seeing Mike and John Scooter? No. I was I was just as shocked as, as you you might be to find out Mike was not scooting or or biking. I Mike didn't also know the weather bike. was supposed to be that good. I didn't, I didn't know either. the weather would be that good. I, I thought I, it was going to rain out. all day. Yeah. Though, Mike, I don't know how, what, what you thought the weather was going to be because I don't think you were necessarily dressed for rain either. I didn't know it was going to rain either. I just thought the weather... It, did it rain at any point today? Yeah, it was, it it was drizzled. on and off it for a little drizzled. bit. It drizzled. Yeah. It started bad enough that I... I regretted my choice of attire. I haven't left yeah. my house on a weekend day in like th- three months, probably. I like literally just sit in my house all weekend. I mean, I pretty much just leave to get coffee or do errands or go to work. That's like pretty much what I leave the house for. But uh, it was it was good to see good to see Mike. And I will say, I think partially because of me, Mike matched my intensity of coffee intake today. How are you feeling at this point of the day, Mike? Now that you've had as much coffee as you had. I think I, I'm always in a very poor state of of living, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. nothing's changed so far. Okay. I feel as though one day it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks. It'll probably kill me. That's fair. I won't notice it until right before I die. As he right. starts to chug a Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. And for reference, Mike actually had more. Uh, we might have had the same amount of caffeine. You just had a third beverage. I just had a second very powerful beverage. So yeah, Mike, that, that, that additional sugar that you're chugging on top of all that caffeine might not be, might not be the best choice. Whatever. Future Michael's problem. I did. I did bring to Mike's attention. I I don't know how, I really don't know how Mike didn't know this. And I'm, I'm going to assume just by association that Dom also doesn't know about this because Mike doesn't, but, and I haven't actually looked into it too deeply. To be fair, Maybe Do Dom does know, and he told me, and then I immediately forgot. Do we have a Unimind? Huh? Yeah. Do we have a Unimind? We also. Brennan just right? assumes that since you don't know, that I don't know. Well, I I think in this specific scenario, just based on the subject matter, I'll I'll just ask you then. Did you know that they do like very limited Mountain Dew flavors that are only available on Mountain Dew's website? Um. So at some point, I probably knew that. Okay. So is you know there more one? Than Mike, then, is right? there one right now? I have no idea. I think the at least the most recent one that I was made aware of because I'm a, a Mountain Dew sicko, like two of you. I, I don't really drink soda anymore. But someone else had mentioned that they did a flaming hot Cheetos Mountain Dew flavor, <laughs> and I asked Mike if contest? he had had it. Mike, I definitely remember sending you a contest one at some point. See, this is what I'm only, saying. You I, could only I, have Dom it. If probably, you, yeah. Dom probably did tell me at some point, and I just lost it so from what i understand they like uh, they do either like 16 ounce or 19 ounce cans like single i think it's a single can that you buy of limited flavors and they're very hard to get and there's apparently an aftermarket for these flavors because someone that uh works at one of my accounts apparently buys these things and whenever they get them they always bring them there and then if i happen to be there like you want to try it i'm like no i absolutely do not want to try birthday cake mountain dew like i'm all set with that i'm looking at flaming hot mountain dew bed sheets right now online (laughs) it's like (laughs) 
Um, I didn't. I actually meant to to look before we started. Mountain Dew birthday. Birthday cake kind of sounds like something intriguing that I don't know if it'd be good, but I'd want to try it. Like I would try yeah, it if and- it was at my house. I'm not trying to like I still wear a mask everywhere. I'm not trying to like pull my mask out to do that. So Mountain Dew cake smash. Cake smash. Uh, I do remember cake smash. But they don't sell it in stores. They these are just things you have to buy from their website. From what so I understand, cake, so cake smash may have been the online one, the one that was just <clears> a contest. <throat> it may have been for like an anniversary. I don't even know how to get to. I'm like quickly scrolling the Mountain Dew website trying to see like where. How do you buy it online? Shop beverages. Let me see. Do you have to order like a, sh- a shit ton to get it delivered? I I have no idea. Oh, so you can't even order. I don't know. Mountain Dew Spark, is that in stores currently? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Major Melon, have you had these flavors? I I have not. Spark is fairly new. What was the watermelon flavor one called? I don't think that one was Major Melon? Oh. Major Melon, that's it. Major Melon, charged with watermelon. We were originally supposed to get Riddler's Brew this year. Ooh. But because of a licensing Oh, wait, I do uh, kind of remember that. It never came out. I remember seeing the promotional stuff for that. You guys like Batman? I think I'm the only one that saw it. I still haven't seen it. Yet. It was just me. What do you think, Mike? It was good. Uh, I I don't know if I. It's not like my favorite Batman, but it was good, solid. I would like. I think I liked it more than The Dark Knight Rises, probably. It's a low bar, so. It it is a low bar. Uh, uh, it, Pepsi and national restaurant chain Applebee's have partnered to bring pop drinkers oh, a special edition flavor of Mountain Dew known as Dark Berry Bash. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> got to go to. Looks like you got to go to Applebee's if you want to get that. Talking about Applebee's, I'm trying to just find. Yeah, so Cake Smash was uh, given to lucky winners in a sweepstakes, tweeting the funniest 2020 fails. Interesting. So maybe these are things you can't even buy and they're just you have to win contests or something? I don't know. There's also Mountain Dew Baja Gold. It's an upcoming pineapple-flavored Mountain Dew releasing in summer 2022 with Baja Blast, Baja Blast Zero, and Baja Mango Gym. So that one looks like it might be going to stores. There's Mountain Dew Typhoon, which was previously known as Flavor 509. I, this is like, they have 509 fucking Mountain Dew varieties? Uh, Flavor 509 sounds like, well, it just makes me think of 409, which yeah. was the spray. Uh, Typhoon Yikes. was a Mountain Dew flavor that was that was a contestant in the second Democracy promotion. It returned for another limited time alongside Supernova and Pitch Black during Back by Popular Demand in summer 2011. Yeah, Democracy was a crazy time. Interesting. So I don't know. I have no idea how it works. You see, I don't know anything about it. Did you see it, but du- Duitos? Like, are these I'm chips that taste like Mountain Dew? Oh, no. It's oh, Mountain Dew no. that tastes like nacho cheese. Oh, no. Would you do this? Would either of would any of you do this? I, I would think probably, I would probably try it. I yeah, I think given the opportunity, I would give each of them a shot just All to right. be just so I could say that I've tasted it. This is what we're going to do at some point. Whenever we're whenever the four of us are back comfortable being in the same place together, we're going to get. I'm going to find a way to get a lot of these Mountain Dew flavors and we're going to do 
we're gonna we're gonna do a nice long uh i don't know we're gonna do the do as a group whatever that means anyways welcome everyone to the past control podcast a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture sometimes we have guests sometimes we talk about mountain dew too much either way we have a new episode for you each and every week as always i'm your host brennan groom and joining me on this lovely sunday evening is the anime senpai himself mr michael desir mike how are you doing this evening should i be concerned that i won't fall asleep uh yeah you might be a little just a, t- a tad bit uh fucked but you know Mm-hmm. Just play. You play Fortnite all night. Gain some levels. You get two weeks left in the season. I I think I'm all set. I think I've gotten to 140, so I got Future Foundation. I have nothing else. You don't want the and other spider get... suits. I don't care about the other. I, I I'm too lazy to even change whatever Spider-Man suit I think I have turned on. I think I have it set to symbiote suit. Yeah, and then I have my thing set to rotate. So. The the thing that stinks about the Spider-Man stuff, like Battle Pass stuff, is like in the future when we're still playing Fortnite in three years. It's like mm-hmm. you can drop that, you can pop that skin on, and no one else can have it. Like you can't buy that skin. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. rock crazy Spider-Man skin, and people will be mad and jealous, mm-hmm. and they'll expect you to be really good at the game. It'll be like when it'll be like one of, one of those like John Wick shows up, or one of those like what's the other one? Is it the skeleton? The Jonesy skeleton skin. A while either. I don't know. The ro- the robot chicken thing is is a level hundred one from early on. Robot chicken, like actual There's robot like a, chicken. Oh, or no. just the skin is like it's a robot just, chicken. Yeah, it's just a robot chicken. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you have like old like skins like that, you can flex on people. That's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, anyways, also joining us this evening is the Fortnite father, Daddy Devux himself. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing today? Uh, good. I fucking haven't stopped playing Elden Ring. Game is, I, this is the first time in a while that a game has stopped me from literally touching anything else but the game itself. So we got we to gotta figure out Sucked in. To, Todd, Sucked Todd's the, the, the Tarnished Todd or something. Is that who you are? <laughs> tarnished Todd, the fell omen. That's, that's what you are. I check how many hours I put into it so far, and I've put, uh, I think, 60 so far in like a week. <laughs> My, well, I don't think I've ever seen that skin done. That robot chicken skin. Uh, yeah, I've seen it yeah. a couple times. I haven't looked to see my hours. I leave the game on a lot, so yeah, I don't know if that's fucking with my hours. Yeah, like I like I go to the home screen of my Xbox, but the game is like I don't know, still on running it running in the background. Yeah. I don't know if that fucks with your hours or not. I haven't looked. Um, and then rounding us out is the Disney Daddy, Mister Dominic Forty Dom. How are you doing tonight? I'm here. That you are. And tonight is a little double feature, a little two two quick little episodes about the PTC Movie Club for February, which were both Dom's picks. We have up first The Wiz. And after we finish our episode on The Wiz, we'll do another quick episode on The Greatest Showman. So stick around, get ready for uh some musical movie Gabin. But before we even get into that, a couple of housekeeping things. Uh we uh, helped take place in some charity stuff over the last the course of the last week for Equality Texas. The donation page is still up if you do want to donate. Or I don't know what you can find for VODs at this point. I don't know if things are still up or not, if you, if you miss streams and you want to check them out. Uh, but there was a lot of great stuff, a lot of great people. We raised uh, a little over 3700 very close to $4,000. Uh, I think the 
donation page will stay up for a little bit longer. So if I think we have some other bonus streams that were unlocked when we hit certain milestones. So you can look forward to a few other things. I know Jesse Vitelli, friend of the show, uh, said he was going to do a Gilmore Girls podcast, and so now he has to do that. Uh, I have to stream Babylon's Fall, unfortunately. So there's just a lot of, a lot of cool things coming up. Uh, I know Kale uh, is also going to, I believe, stream... Uh, Bat Batman Arkham City and Arkham Knight in one sitting to completion. Are those are those two and three in which, one which one? sitting? Yeah. yeah, which ones are two I and three? It, I thought City, Kale was doing City three and four. Long. City Arkham Knight was four. doing Knight. Yeah, the, I an think origin? Knight and an origin. origin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there you go. Those those City two. Is a I know. Long game. I know they are doing two games in one sitting. I believe is the plan. Yeah. So. Uh, there's some other stuff to look forward to that donation page again, tinyurl.com slash goodpalstexas if you would like to donate and check out the streams, see what else is there. Um, and then this episode of the Passing Control Podcast sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore, Massachusetts, you want to get yourself something hot, something sweet, something delicious. I know Mike, myself, both had breakfast from there today and it was tasty town so head on over to goodnight fatty let them know passing controller sent you and if you want to know more of what goodnight fatty is check them out on social media at goodnight fatty and at good morning chubby you won't be disappointed all right with that being said we are going to get right into the whiz so if you have not seen 1978's the whiz and you don't want to have anything about that movie ruined for you in some way now is your chance to exit the program and come back at a later date uh anyways without further ado you don't ado, know the story of the wizard of oz i guess I <laughs> well this this doesn't fully fall i don't know mike and i had a discussion about mike and i had a longer discussion than we probably should have had earlier about both the greatest showman and the Wiz. uh but without further ado i guess before actually before we even get into the movie itself it was very hard for me to find some some box office budget stuff for this so going just based off of what i could find it seems that the budget for this movie was a cool 24 million what do you guys think this movie did in the box office considering that i never heard about this movie until don mentions it i'm gonna assume not well you got, so, a, you, got a, you got a number with that you assumption? Sure, it had. It, you sure it had Michael Diana Jackson? Ross, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Jackson but Ross. I feel like I would have. I feel like like I was. I mean, wait, nineteen seventy nine. I think it's October a feeling 1st, on your part. Nineteen seventy eight. I'll say twenty five million. Okay, Mike. Oh, seventy eight. So to go back to our previous discussion a while ago, I think Michael Jackson's Off the Wall was seventy nine. So it came out before his big debut solo album. But he was. What year was Moonwalker? The, the movie, movie Because I fucking love yeah. that movie. That movie's great. Yeah, that Mike, you got a, you got a, you got a number. Yeah. Anyway, so you said budget potentially twenty four mil. Yeah, budget supposedly twenty four mil. So what do we think this grossed at the box office? Thirty four. Okay, Dom, get a number. I do. <laughs> Hit me with it. Twelve point twelve point six. Wow. Dom going real low. What did you say, Todd? To be fair, I looked it up. Oh. <laughs> 25. I said 25. <laughs> you said 25. Mike said 30-something. You said 12.6. Well, the number that I have, according to Box Office Mojo, is none of those numbers. It is 21. Oh, the number that I saw was like 12.6 or 13.4. Regardless. That's a huge failure. Under 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 budget. Yeah. Um, so we can... Uh, did it, come, we did can... it come out? Was it a TV movie or it came out in theaters? It came out in theaters, right? It is a no. It is a theater 
adaptation of a 1976 play. Play, yeah. Which so, the play actually was very successful. I believe that it won like a handful of Tonys. Yes. I was confused at first because I didn't know that there was a separate play that was that close in time. So when I was looking stuff up earlier, I was like, at first reading that stuff, I was like, oh, this movie like, had a lot of wars. And I was like, oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think before we even get into it, I have a list here of some differences from this compared to other various versions of The Wizard of Oz. Because as I watched this movie, I thought to myself... I don't know the last time I watched The Wizard of Oz, the one that everyone talks about, the 1940... 1937? Yeah, or whatever it may be, yeah. Because um, I don't even think the other movies that have come out, like the ones with like James Franco, th those movies are also not received well, from what I understand, right? I think that got, it had good reviews, but I don't think it did well. I uh, think they made a second one, didn't they? I think they did. Are they called Oz and like... Re Return, Return to Oz, to Oz or something? I believe it's they're, called, yeah. they're also... I believe those are also based on... The bomb book. books yeah oh there like, are more than one books yeah ah interesting so the yeah the wonderful wizard of oz is a book from 1900 written by oh. l frank Baum. oz the great and powerful was what it was called interesting i, that, I know i saw a return it, to oz too yeah, yeah. i know i at that least was an saw... 1985 return to oz yeah oh okay I know I at least saw some of the James Franco movie and I don't remember caring for it, but I, I think I also just don't care for the Wizard of Oz because I don't know I, don't I watched uh, the other Wizard of Oz movie. So, There's only one thing I like about the Wizard of Oz and that is I used to put it on with Dark Side of the Moon and just fucking get stoned and watch that because it goes really... I don't know if you guys ever heard of that whole thing. Of yeah. you started, did, you try like it, did you try it with the Wiz? No, no. But <laughs> after the third roar, after the second or third roar, you start it with Pink Floyd's album, Dark Side of the Moon, and there's so many similarities in this that it's just really strange. Um, mm. But yeah, but I, I yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I liked about The Wizard of Oz. Um, so where where's my thing here? So this movie, uh, I, unless you have looked it up, does anyone have a guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score is for this movie? Oof. Uh, I did not look it up. Uh, I'm going to say 20. You, 20 tomato meter? Yeah. Do you have a, do you have an audience score as well? Uh, 40. 2040, Mike? 2040. Uh, I'm going to, before I get to any real numbers, I'm going to say that it's not fresh. It's, what is the, was it splat? Rotten. What are they? Rotten. rotten. Really? Why would they show a, a splat tomato if they call it? Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, so, so Mike I'm looked say, it up. Hmm? Did you look it up? No. Oh, okay. No, he was just referencing their scale. I gotcha. Okay. I'm just referencing their scale. I'm saying that I don't think it got fresh in either critic or audience. Uh, audience is typically higher than critic. I would say critic is probably 20, let's say 22. And audience is maybe thirty-seven. I'm just picking numbers. Okay, all right, Dom, you got you got one. One of them is forty-one. I don't remember what the other one is. Ooh, tell me, I got it. Come on, give all it right. To me. Well, Dom right now. is correct. The tomato meter is forty-one. So both Mike and Todd incorrect, and the audience score sixty-five. Oh wow! Uh, so that. there's that. Uh, 
critics consensus this workmanlike movie musical lacks the electricity of the stage version and its cinematic inspiration but it's bolstered by strong performances by diana ross and michael jackson that's what the excerpt on rotten tomatoes has to say about this film i will um, say i thought michael jackson was good in it i think he was a pretty decent actor i mean i thought it was the best part of the movie in my yeah, opinion i, I also know. think i thought nipsey I, russell was pretty good yeah. yeah, Tim Man was good too. I I, I think they I was just terrible. like with a budget of twenty four million for that far back, they could have done so much better with like uh, like the the way they look. Like the, and not so much uh, Michael Jackson, but the Tin Man looked like shit. Like no, was Michael insane. Jackson's. I I talked okay, about yeah, this actually, earlier. Like, Michael Jackson like, looked so bad. Like, yes, <laughs> around the neck, he looked like trash. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, I said this to Mike. I'm f- I, as much as I hated the Reese's peanut butter cup nose, I get the trash. <laughs> He's like pulling words out of his thing. I thought that was interesting, but f- specifically what Todd just said, I don't know why they did that thing around his neck. It looks so bad. It's like so jarring every time it was a close up of, of the scarecrow that I was just like, it's all I can stare at is this weird, like shiny neck. Like it just, it was, it was too bizarre. Like just, just don't do that. Whatever that was, take that off. It would have been great. I, but I will say, uh, I thought, I thought surprisingly, especially because that costume didn't necessarily look easy to be in. Michael Jackson was dancing very well in that. Like he was very good in in that costume. He had to have ripped that neck more than once, though. There's no way that that thing didn't get constantly just get like ripped off his chin or however they they glued that on or something. Um, seeing that, seeing Michael Jackson also made me very sad for Michael Jackson. In some regards, because it's just like we know what happened to Michael after that and like the downfall. And I was recently listening to like some podcast about they were talking about his dad and how his dad basically like castrated him as a child and like they were pumping him full of I forget what it was to make sure his voice never changed so he didn't hit puberty. So they were like giving him like some crazy drugs to make sure that he like never hit puberty to make sure he'd retain that voice forever. And I was just like, Oh god, that guy was like so fucked up from his from his father. Yeah, Joe was Joe was not a great dad. No, wasn't winning so, any awards. So according to the fandom page for the Wizard of Oz, uh, the Wiz is a 1978 movie musical released by Motown Records and Universal Pictures. It is based off the successful 1975 Broadway show, as Dom had mentioned, of the same name. The film starred actress Diana Ross as Dorothy Gale, uh, Michael Jackson as a Scarecrow, Nipsey Russell as the Tin Man, Ted Ross as the Cowardly Lion, Lena Horne as Glinda, and Richard Pryor as the Wiz. It was neither a commercial or box office success. Roy, uh, Ray Bulger, one of the two main cast members from The Wizard of Oz, uh, to survive into the 1980s, uh, though adored the Broadway production, had a low opinion of the film, claiming it lacked the depth that made his his film from 39 years earlier a classic. However, it is still viewed by many movie lovers as a classic. It is also considered a cult classic among the African-American community and is one of the most famous African-American family films ever made. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it considered a classic? I can understand it being a cult classic. What was the world? Is it considered a classic? Was the world ready for this? Was the world ready for this movie when it came out though? Like, I feel like that kind of is part of the problem of, this movie being released at the time it was because like i feel like our country's always been like a racist country and i feel like we're a little bit ahead now like of being a little bit better but like back then like a movie like that i feel like wouldn't garner a lot of response from anyone white but yeah like, but i think exploitation was probably big i yeah. think the point the point was to make a movie like about the black struggle for the black yeah. community. 
I'm the yeah, no, I get that, but I'm saying that like I feel like no one else probably like no one would even give it a chance back then, you know. Outside yeah. of yeah. I don't uh, know. You you, you cast, you're the only one alive, you cast, Todd. You cast Diana Ross, <laughs> you cast Michael Jackson, you cast uh Richard Pryor, like you got big yeah, names. The biggest in, of the big people, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean they weren't I guess at that point they weren't all like huge names, but Yeah. So uh, like that I probably guess what, would that have been pre Richard Pryor getting huge? I think it was around the time he was huge because what we said 1978. Yeah, it was probably like yeah, it was probably the his movies were all the 80s, right? 80s, yeah. So it was probably like the uh, like the beginning, and then it was like Michael right at the beginning of his solo career. Yeah, it was yeah, it was so, right before his big album. So yeah, I mean they, I guess they were big names like on their yeah. upswing. So, uh, I mean, I just quickly looked at Richard Pryor's Wikipedia page, and it seems like the '70s is when he was uh, doing a a lot of things. Yeah, and it seems but like seems like by the '80s is when maybe he was like still doing a lot of stuff, but it seems like he was already. When were his well Mel Brooks off. movies? Um, uh. The, what what are those movies called? Uh, Blazing Saddles. See no uh, evil here. No evil. Blazing Saddles yeah, was nineteen seventy four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that he co-wrote Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never seen what, that. What the, Paul Mooney did too, I believe. Wasn't Paul Mooney involved in that? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe oh, I'm... I don't know. I think. It was. Uh, yeah. Was it that one? They did. They did. Oh, him and um, Gene Wilder did another movie together, right? According yeah, to no the Wikipedia page no for Blazing Saddles, it says written by Brooks, Andrew Bergman, Richard Pryor, Norman Steinberg, and Alan Uger. It doesn't mention Paul Mooney on the Wikipedia page. Maybe I may. I might be mistaken on that one. Um. So yeah, I mean, you get you get people. I know Mike had said that uh, MJ didn't put out uh, off the wall yet, but I think I think he was still probably very big at that point very big and what i was going to say before was just given given the actual titular wizz's appearance in the film i could see it i could see them hiring uh richard pryor for what is kind of a small role within the film but just to kind of have a really big headliner if the other two that we mentioned ross and jackson weren't at their actual peak yet Mm-hmm. It's another name to put on the on the headline. on the poster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, are the are the Tin Man and uh, Lion are either of those actors big? Nipsey Russell and Ted Ross are they big names? Nipsey I, Russell is sure. a is a stand up comedian of sorts. He was like on a lot of late night stuff, and then um, okay. the Lion is the Lion from the Broadway show. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's that's interesting. He's a Tony Award winning actor. Hell yeah. As the line, I mean, but that is, but that is also a smart choice to pull in, you know, because if the Broadway musical was so successful, then hey, let's bring, you yeah. know, someone from that as well. Maybe pull yeah. that that same audience that enjoyed the Broadway show uh, over here. Um, I will say this um, real quick is that uh, I never, I don't know, like I said, I only liked the first Wizard of Oz because of 
what I did with it with Pink Floyd. Liam loves it. Like, absolutely loves The Wizard of Oz. And he loved this movie. Like, because the second I had him start watching it, and then the second that she goes outside and Toto's running out and everything and in the streets, he's like, he perked up and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this now. Because he's like, didn't understand what he was watching at first. I kind of like the idea of New York over the South. Kansas, you know, like, Kansas, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer the setting of, the whiz way more than I prefer prefer the setting of the Wizard of Oz, um, and I do like it. I just think that like I don't know special effects weren't good back then. It's really really hard to like when she's getting sucked into the circle in the snow and everything, and it's just like yeah, the tornado is so bad. The yeah, tornado in New so York bad. is so bad. It also I makes know, no right? fucking sense. Like it makes no fucking <laughs> sense. It's not a tornado. It's a blizzard. It's just a snowstorm. Yeah, a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is real bad. I I I will say that like also I said this to Mike earlier. I feel like a lot of the scenes in this. Are and I don't think it's on purpose. I just feel like a lot of the scenes and I, I was struggling to find the right word. I don't. I wouldn't say they're scary, but it's like a very like darker, darker settings, like darker tones. Some of the like when they're in the fucking subway. That scene, first of all, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then like those like it was like. When's you the know, last time you watched The Wizard of Oz? You said it has no been fucking a while. idea. Yeah. Yeah, so the, no the subway scene with the pillars coming out and attacking them, is that what yeah. you're talking about? And the trash cans, yeah. That, like Everything about yes. that scene was fucking terrible. That is the the parallel scene to them uh, being chased by the trees in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. So it, it is a scary... It's supposed to yeah. be like a scary scene. Like Yeah. I don't know. I th- th- It was interesting. I said to Mike earlier, I was like, I feel like I'm in fucking mementos. Uh, from Persona Five <laughs> with this shit, but yeah, I, um, it, it was it was interesting. I mean, I I kind of I feel like a lot of them. I feel like some of the musical scenes are way too fucking long. Like, I think the movie itself was way too fucking long. Like every way, time I paused it, every time I paused it to like go to the bathroom or get a drink, I'm like, oh, I still have a long way to go. This movie, yeah, it was a long not, movie. Not, not anywhere near done. And like I that's why it was so. I needed the uh, the Broadway uh, intermission. Yeah. Yeah. It was so long. And in my mind, I thought, OK, you know what? It's this long, but I'm sure 20 minutes before the end of the movie, it'll end in that the rest of the like 20 minutes is obviously too long. But like, no, the last like few minutes would be the credits. No, no, no. That that shit ran up until like the last five minutes. Yep. maybe. Yep. <laughs> Yes, same, it's a half my, hour longer than the original. It was yeah, my brain was in the same space, Mike. I was like, these credits got to be, they got to be coming <laughs> up soon. They got to be here. Where are they, where are they at? Um, uh, something that Mike and I had talked about earlier, and I kind of, I, I stewed on it a little bit more since ever since I wasn't with Mike, and I kind of still am thinking the same thing. I feel like the story doesn't have a good resolution, and like it doesn't have, Mike specifically said it doesn't have good character character growth for Dorothy. Like she kind of just, doesn't yeah, do anything at they, the end. It's almost like they took the character growth for Dorothy out of this play, which is really bizarre. Because, mm. like, in the original Wizard of Oz, it was supposed to be, like, her, like, <clears throat> growing up and realizing, like, she doesn't need to run off. Like, home is where she, like, belongs, kind of. And this one, I didn't really, under, like... The beginning didn't really tell you anything about Dorothy. Like, no, she goes, yeah, yeah. She goes to a party and like, that's it. She's a teacher and she goes to a party. Like, I, 
I, I, I didn't even that whole party thing confused me for a second because they started Same. setting up and then like the matriarch of the family starts singing a song. Yeah. And it was almost like I couldn't tell like is is uh, Dorothy's character not welcome here because it seemed like the song star and the family was like having fun. And Dorothy was still running around almost like she was a servant within the house. And then after all that, the mother figure is like, oh, you know, why don't you stop teaching at the school? Teach, teach at a high school, you know, go past whatever street. I'm sure that makes more sense for people that live in New York, where wherever the street is. And Dorothy's like, yeah, no, I like being where I am. By the way, and uh, I thought the movie. By the way, ATM is mm-hmm. the uh, is the maid from. Uh, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. She looks so familiar. I um, I'm I'm just clearly an idiot because then the movie opened up and they were like having was it Thanksgiving dinner or was it just like a dinner? I, I think it was thanks. I thought it was Thanksgiving. The whole time I'm like, all right, I don't understand how this movie is starting this way. I'm like, maybe maybe this is gonna transition from like Thanksgiving dinner to like someone's gonna sit down and tell a story and then like the story is gonna be the play or whatever or be be the plot. And I was like. I don't see Michael Jackson anywhere. Like I'm like maybe that's not what's happening. Like I was looking for Michael Jackson the whole time at the beginning. Yeah, I, was like, I don't understand what's happening. Well, that was the other thing that happened in the Wizard like, of Oz. Yeah, yeah, that so happened in the Wizard of Oz. Like, like all the yeah, yeah. all the people yes. were like just people. So when she wakes up at the end, she's like, "I just had a you crazy dream, and yeah. you were there, and you were yeah. there." So I was expecting that to happen. I thought Michael, oh, but like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> sure, whatever. In my ass. the end, in the in the end of Lord of the Rings he when. Does. Frodo wakes up yeah. in bed and everyone walks in. It goes into slow motion and all the fucking. When he's like, ah, yes. They're all... <laughs> yeah, he, he, no, hold on, you need to rewatch the scene. He's. That was like. He's sec- ha- it was like the second or third time that the Return of the King should have ended. He yeah. is. He is so excited to see everyone except for Legolas. Please watch the scene again because <laughs> he's so excited to see everyone. And when when Leg- Legolas walks in, neither one of them are excited to see each other. Legolas is just like this, like. No, no emotion. Nods his head, and like Frodo goes from like Aragorn to oh yeah, Legolas. Like I don't know, they clearly oh. fucked up editing that scene or something because I don't know that, why. Like I just watched that scene recently. It's funny you brought it up because I just die laughing every time. It's like laughing when he's laughing in the bed. And it's just so funny. <laughs> oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, anyways, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the Wiz. It's based on the Wizard of Oz. I clearly just don't like the Wizard of Oz. I think. Uh, does anyone else have anything else they want to talk about, good or bad, about the movie? I thought it was um, fine. I just thought it was too long. How do you think? How, do you think that a that someone that directed this film would go on to make anything worthwhile? Oh, <laughs> I, I need to know that now. Now that you say that, is the director I, of Twelve Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon. Stop it! Really, that's crazy. Yes. Sydney Lumet, whatever yep. his name is. That is that is crazy. Because I I I wasn't sure if it's just me being a person who, who a doesn't watch Serpico, doesn't watch old older films like that. I felt there was a lot of weird directional choices, just like the way the movie was shot. That it just seemed odd to me. Like it seemed off, and I still never figured out the words. Wait, I quite that director has like a it. lot of big movies. Like yeah. besides, you, you, yeah, do like you know who lot. wrote the screenplay for this? Who? Oh. Joel Schumacher. I think he's a horrible director, but as we said, well, that's why I'm saying. Like, I, <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder where where these uh, this went wrong. Maybe I don't know. 
I think I think if this was a shorter film, it might maybe I don't know. I feel like movies back then also Jen and I were actually literally having a conversation about this the other day. Movies back then were like more of a big deal, like going to a movie. So like maybe yeah, a long movie was it wasn't a bad thing, but like I don't know, a long bad movie, not no, my job. I feel like so first off I will say that I don't think this movie was bad. Um I didn't I don't think the music numbers like all grabbed me the way that they probably should have, but I, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't yeah. written for me, so I no. There was some good music in there. Like there were some good, uh, there, like well, whatever the song. Couple, Ease on down the road the, is, is is a is a jam. Is, Ease yeah. on down the road is when they're walk like when they first, when she when she first gets gets the scarecrow and they and they walk. That's yeah, yeah. That's a banger. I yeah. also liked the, the Tin Nipsey Man song. song. Is a yeah. good one. Yep. Um. Like that that Tin Man song, I I said it to I don't know if I said it to the group or just to Dom, but like that's sampled in a lot of hip hop stuff, including a Nas song that I really like. So like when that's when he started singing that song, I was like, wait, what? I was like, what's going on right now? Because I'm just like I'm so very familiar with the beginning of that song because it's how that Nas song starts off. Um, um, I thought the music was good in, in a lot of parts. Yeah, I don't. It just I guess. It, for such a long movie, I needed every song to hit Be back. to like, yeah, I get keep me going. Yeah. And like, Ease on Down the Road was pretty early in the movie. And then they meet the Tin Man. There. And then yeah. it was like, yeah, there was like a couple of good like songs later on that like weren't like, all right, this gets me back in it. But I don't know. Um, overall, like, I don't think the movie was bad. It like, I feel like there was a lot of like symbolism and stuff. There was a lot of weird symbolism. Um, having the good witch be uh a bookie, a bookie was like, I don't know what message you're trying to relay here. Um, and then having the munchkins be like graffiti art at the beginning was weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah and that was an was like, honestly, that was another thing where I was like, I felt like this, there were scenes in the movie that again, not necessarily like scary, but it was more like. Like it, I'm assuming this is supposed to be a movie that like children would enjoy, and I feel it's like a family film. Yeah, I feel like that scene when when she goes to that first area of Oz or whatever, and it's like the not only is the costume design questionably like unnerving, but it's like they're popping out of the wall and shit. I'm like, this is bizarre. Like this is not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like kids may. I don't know. I feel like if I was a kid, I'd be like, what the fuck's happening right now? I. When I watched that scene, I texted Mike and I was like, this reminds me of us. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. The Hands Across like, America like thing. The movie yeah. Ice? Yeah. Us. Is yeah. Ice or... Us. Yeah. yeah I said Ice. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I didn't hate the movie. Like, it obviously, like, had a lot of weird symbolism that is probably outdated at this point. Um, yeah, but it's still taught like it still has messages in there that can still be related to today, like the Scarecrow song or the Crow song, I guess, well, is like yeah. is like a message that can still be portrayed like like don't let like somebody tell you how to think, essentially. Right. I just have a hard time with musicals in general. I just fucking it's very rare you're going to get I I. I Although, like, 
well, we can get into the next one after this, but yeah, I just have a, it's very hard to get me to like musicals because yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I, I, there's a lot yeah. I have to talk about. I feel movie, like, so. I feel like musicals are tough unless like 50 to 75% of the songs are bangers. Yes. Because, 100%. because otherwise you're like, why is this, why are they singing this? It yes. like, don't, I don't need no. to listen to this. Yes, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You didn't need like to cram this into a song. You could have just had a. It is of like the epitome it. of what the "It's Always Sunny" episode about the Wiz is like talking <laughs> about. Like, why? Why are we singing this? <laughs> what are the rules? Yeah. What are yep. the rules? That's why. I, that's why I think I struggle with a lot of musicals in general. Um, does anyone else have anything else they want to say about the Wiz before we wrap uh, this up? Uh, a couple quick things that Get I had mentioned to you earlier that aren't really major things, just things that bother me. Number one, the Wicked Witch. I felt again having seen the Wizard of Oz very. Huh. The Wicked Witch from the end. The yes. sweatshop witch. Yes. Okay. So it's been a while since I watched the original Wizard of Oz. And I felt that the analog the analogous Wicked Witch of the West had more of a a presence within that film. So in this one, where she was barely, uh, yes, throughout yeah, the film, yeah, in this one where like she's barely there. Yeah. In this one, she's like barely in it. She shows up at the very end, sings a song, and then is quickly disposed of. I was like, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, yes, she it's was Mama more from What's Happening, by the way. Like in the original, um, she's more of a menacing presence. Like you know, too. like. Like remember in the first in the original, like the the Wicked Witch of the West is like while the tornado's going around, she's on the broom, like menacingly, you know, yeah. like yeah. Well, flying because, around. because they foreshadowed her being evil because she yeah. was because Dorothy knew her from the like neighborhood. Oh, yeah, because she hated Middle the dog world. and everything. Yeah. 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 Like the dog, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then speaking of the dog, it, uh, another like not important point. But at the beginning of the film, this whole start this whole thing starts off because Toto runs off and Dorothy runs after him because, you know, she's trying to protect him. And then throughout the rest of the film, I felt as though, you know what? This all started because you lost track of your dog. You should be holding on to Toto more often. No. Far Toto too often, off, like, Toto ran off so many times in the movie. <laughs> so many times I'm like watching them. At one point she was like, Toto, go get those crows. And, they, and she just books it. <laughs> yeah. There were so many times where I'm like, oh, you guys are in immediate danger you should probably have your dog right now but yeah. like the whole right. subway thing i'm just like so where, where where's the dog yeah or or like you're you're on an active roller coaster where is your dog yeah. where's your dog <laughs> you get a leash i know i know you don't have a leash on you this was not planned but keep keep better track of your dog that's all mm-hmm. i ask mm-hmm. uh um. yeah that's all i got I had something else from, oh, the the very stereotypical uh, biker monkeys was yeah. was unsettling to me. <laughs> I, I did not understand that choice. choice. I did not understand that choice at all. Yeah. I, yeah. I not doing know. flying monkeys. What do you want to do? I don't know. Biker mice from Mars. Make them, make them bikers <laughs> with really big lips. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, I I didn't hate. No, I don't know. I, the movie. Uh, it, I just think the movie could have been tightened up. 
trim down some of the songs, make the movie a little bit shorter, would have been would have been a lot more palatable. I think you'd see a lot more people watching that movie with their kids again. Um, I don't know. That's all I got. I Anyone else? I got? It's it's it was big enough. Well, ten years ago, that they did it again on on TV. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's enough of an audience, or they think yeah. there's enough of an audience at least. Yeah, I mean, listen, I definitely think that it like I it's the same. I don't know. I don't want to put things. I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say that because the play is still big, so I don't yeah. know if that's is the play still going yeah. on like on Broadway. I don't. I don't think currently it is. Yeah, but that might. I mean, that may have been an anniversary year for it. So, with that being said, are we done with the whiz? <laughs> you like just end it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. So no, before fine. we wrap this up, though, because we're doing a double feature, doesn't mean we're only doing one. What's in the box? So this uh, double this double down and the way they all do with what's in the box. Uh, if you're just listening for the first time or you don't know what's in the box is, what's in the box is a game where I pull three games off my shelf. I read them the back of the box to the panel. They have to guess what the game is. First person to get it right gets the point. The scoreboard as it stands for 2022 is Dom and Todd tied in first place with nine points. Mike, very close behind with seven points. I got two stumps. Odell Harmon Jr., friend of the show, has one point. Ken Shepard, friend of the show, has two points. Without further ado, game number one of What's in the Box. Uh, For this game, you do need the full title. The ultimate blank, blank race is on. With three ways to play, blank, blank has never been better. Win cups solo style, battle wireless buddies, or take on pals anywhere in the world over the blank, blank, blank. Mario Kart 9? Mario Kart 8. What, you said 8, you said 9? I said 9. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart 9 is not a game. And you are all incorrect. Mario Kart 7. Incorrect. What was the what was Mario Kart Wii? Incorrect. Mario Kart Double Dash. Incorrect. Let's go. Total <laughs> shell tossing mayhem. Frantic speed. Crazy new items. Multiple carts per character. An all-new mission mode. Take this. Mario Kart Double Dash. You already said that. It what's not the, right uh, the what's the iPhone game? I don't know. An all-new mission mode. Did you get a box for that? Take this. Make this a blank blank fan's dream. Over 30 courses. Tour brand new tracks and battle arenas, as well as favorite courses from every blank blank game in the series. Race your friends over the internet with up to four carts at once or have eight-player free-for-alls with one game card using local wireless. Mario Kart DS? I was just going to say that's definitely what it is, 100%. The point. Bro, we Boom. played so much of that. Oh man! I, I was starting to I was starting to stop thinking about Mario Kart games because he kept same, doing blank same. blank, I, I, and I was like, I was like he, "We know it's like, Mario Kart." <laughs> I know, but I don't want to give it to like, you. You gotta. Like, any of the other games use shells? Does Diddy? I was thinking of Sonic shells. Yeah. Right. Uh, for the second game, you also need the full title. Just start working yourself up for Mario Kart, the first Super <laughs> Mario Kart. Let's keep going. <laughs> Mario Kart 1, Mario Kart 2, Mario Kart 3, Mario Kart 4. Wait, go. Blank is 
back and powered up. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. No. Oh, I thought I you was had also going to say Crash. <laughs> the blank, blank, blank are going into space to fight the blank, Wait, blank, please. blank. <laughs> <laughs> Have a blast. Play all eight colorful team members. All new stages and mechanics challenge players from all over the world in classic battle mode. Up to eight players in battle mode with online and local play. Face huge bosses in exciting battles. It's hard to go from like movies, talking about movies, and now I'm like my brain yeah, switching to video games and I'm just like... Star Fox Adventures? <laughs> no. That's the whole back of the box. You blank it all the beginning again? Blank is back and powered up. The blank, blank, blank are going into space to fight the evil emperor blank. Zerg. It's Toy Story 3. No. Bang. I do have a box You know what? You know what? I will read that sentence again, and I will, I will unomit two more words. There you go. The super blank rangers are going into space to fight the evil emperor blank. Super. You need the full title for this game. Blank is back. The super blank rangers. Blank is back and powered up. Play all eight colorful team members. All new stages and mechanics. Up to eight players in battle mode with online and local play. Face huge bosses in exciting battles. Huge bosses. Challenge, I'm trying to like figure out. Challenge players from all over the world in classic battle mode. Have a blast. Super Bomberman. Oh. I hate that all I'm thinking of those games are games right now. Like I feel like we're not like saying that it's all Nintendo games, but right now my brain's like, oh, it's another Nintendo game. I can tell you that this is on a Nintendo console, but it is not Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. Ah, boy. I don't know that I know it, but I feel like I should know it. I'm going to say Super Bomberman R because Mike didn't finish that title. I was waiting for Mike to finish the title. Mike, you're right there. Do I know the name of Bomberman games? Sorry, Mike. Do I know the name? To do it because you did it last week. You started a sentence and never finished it. Also, Mike, I'm pretty sure. Did you not buy this game when the Switch came out? It was a launch title. I bought it. I bought it. I didn't know there was bosses. Yeah. Brian, do you remember I bought it because I didn't plan to buy a Switch and I figured I was going to walk out the store with one. I should probably buy a game. And I only had two options. That game wasn't yeah, good either. Though, wild, and you bought Bomberman. I, I bought I Bomberman, and plot... guess what? I played neither one of them. All right, I don't know how they the... bought Bomberman like that. That game wasn't good. Eh, it was all right. It wasn't the best. All right. Final game of episode 302? Yeah. Wasn't 300 last? Huh? huh? Wasn't 300 last? Or no. Am no. I wrong? Yeah. Uh, no. You need, again, the full title of this game. Who will you become? Beginning as a penniless street urchin, your Aladdin. destiny. No. What did you say? 
He said Aladdin. Aladdin. Your destiny is to become Blank's greatest hero. But will you will but will your power lie in kindness or cruelty? Choose your own path to glory and experience how these choices change you and the world forever. In Fable one or two. What did you say, Mike? I said infamous. Uh, no. What what did you say, Todd? I said Fable one or two because I don't know if it was one of those games or not. All right, we need to change the rules. You can't. No, it's fine because like, I, I would have never gotten to wait, table. So yo, so I was yeah. So I because like yeah, I don't I know fine. both of those both of those games are so similar in that yeah. like you have to like do that stuff that like I just don't know if I would ever be able. What's the difference between those two games as far as like overarching story or anything? There really isn't. Yeah, but I think we need to. I know we talked about it last week. We I, I think we need to make. That. No, that's fine. He got it, but I I think we need to come up with a some sort of like. When you say something, you have to wait ten seconds before you say something else because, like, let's say yeah, Mario Kart, it could have easily just turned I, into, er- huh? Because if I, so no one knew that basically. Dom even Dom said he wouldn't have known that, so I he said Fable guessed. one, then he could just yeah. be Fable two. I would have said Fable two if you said Fable. Well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, I feel like it makes it more pressure that you can't just blurt things out. You have to think about, yeah, shit. Am I gonna say Mario Kart seven right now? Because if I say Mario Kart seven and it's wrong. Maybe Mike's gonna say Mario Kart Eight. Maybe Dom's gonna say Mario Kart Wii or something. Like I feel like it, yeah, yeah. it's a layer of Mike can say the first half of a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I I can I can name series. It doesn't mean I know that I wouldn't. When you pick a Halo game, I could maybe name a lot of them if they have numbers at the end or so if they're reach. The week has been basically kept the same as Dom and Todd stay at ten points and Mike stays two behind at eight. So. Everyone got a point this week. Well, this episode. I have zero. Because... I have zero confidence these days going into this. I'm just like I feel like my mind's just blank. Well, well, blank, now, blank, blank, blank. It's not that I have run out of easier things. I'm avoiding picking easier items for now because I'm trying to. I'm trying to see. Yeah, where no, we I can think that's get. good though. That's cool. I like that though. I, you I know, and I'll a... filter in an easy one once in a while. You know, a gimme that everyone's gonna be like, "Shit, I should have said fucking whatever." But anyways, I'm a... no, go ahead. I never played Fable Two. I only played Fable Three. I, what you're reading, I only I like, played. I only played one and two way back when they came out. So like, I, I honestly can't tell you much about either of those games. That's why I'm excited no. for the new one because, like, I can't wait to play those games again. With where um, games are at right now, that I, the new one will probably be incredible if they. Oh, do I can't wait. Play. Yeah, that's that. That could potentially end up being like a a, a, a big a big game for for yeah. everyone. Um, before I wrap things up, uh, we are into March. The PDC Movie Club for March is Todd's pick. It was uh, the da- Katamari Damacy. No, no, it was Ghoulie. What, what is it? What is it called? <laughs> Gross, point, Gross, Gross Point Blank. blank. Gross Point Blank. Um, <laughs> so watch Gross Point Blank. We'll talk about it at the end of the month. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 302. But we will be right back with episode 303 to talk about The Greatest Showman. Uh, as always, you can find everything we do at Pass Controller. You can find us all on Instagram or uh, Twitch or whatever, at Pass Controller. You can find me at B-Room. You can find Mike at underscore Michael Path. You can find Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. You can find Dom at PTC underscore One Little Spark. And again, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 302. We'll see you soon. <laughs>